Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, thanks for joining me today. We have spent the last few weeks looking at Isaiah 61, verse 3. I hope it has been helpful to take it apart and look at it from our viewpoint of losing our child from this earth. Yes, God says he will give us a crown of beauty for ashes, and he'll do that. He will give us the oil of joy for our mourning. Yes, he will give us a garment of praise to replace our heaviness and despair. If you missed me talking about any of those, I highly recommend you go back and listen to those episodes. But the thing is, did you know there is more to this verse? For most of us, the three parts we have looked at seems to be the entire verse, but that's just not the case. Before I continue, though, I want to share a couple of verses in Mark with you. Jesus says in Mark chapter 4, verses 24 and 25, Pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. For those who listen with open hearts will receive more revelation, but those who don't listen with open hearts will lose what little they think they have. And that is taken from the Passion Translation. I wanted to start with this because it's going to be important for you to listen closely today, asking the Holy Spirit to show you what He wants you to understand about this. And as you do that, even more understanding will be given to you. Even if we don't fully understand things now, He can continue to untangle the frustrations and the things that don't make sense if we keep asking Him to do that. So I want to spend this episode looking at the rest of Isaiah 61 verse 3, because it's actually the why. Why is he going to do these things for us? And at first glance, the why might make us bristle a little bit, because it says that he does these things so that we will be called oaks or trees of righteousness planted by the Lord so that he may be glorified. Now let's take this apart and see what is really happening here. First of all, it says that we will be called trees of righteousness. Now, this is not just any tree, but it refers to an oak tree. And the growth of an oak tree is very gradual. It can be so slow that you don't notice it from year to year. And then suddenly you realize how big it has gotten and how much it has grown. An oak tree starts with such a small beginning, a tiny acorn, but it grows to become one of the largest and the strongest trees there are. Oak trees go through seasons. In the spring, they bud and grow leaves, and then in the fall, the leaves change to the beautiful colors. Eventually, those leaves fall to the ground, and the tree is left looking like it's dead. There's no apparent life, but we know that it's just dormant for the winter season. And then, of course, spring comes again and it starts all over again. The oak tree endures storms, great winds, ice, snow. It also absorbs the sun and the rain. And all of that is needed to bring that tree to its place of full maturity. And in that place of maturity, it buds and blossoms, producing fruit and so will we. 
this is an amazing picture of us, I feel like, that we truly can go from our place of deep grief and despondency, despair, and maybe even hopelessness, and even feeling like we have died ourselves, to becoming a fully mature tree producing fruit. It's such a slow growth that we don't think anything's happening. But you and I eventually become strong through the storms, and we become a place that others can come to for shelter. So that's just a quick look at being trees, oak trees. Let's go on to trees of righteousness. Most of us have heard the definition of righteous as being right with God. And I often think of this as meaning being in right standing that I'm doing what's right so God approves of me. But that's, that's just not it. It's so much more than that. Now, an oak tree's roots go deep to be able to connect with what will keep them strong and to be able to remain standing through those storms that cause other trees to fall or become uprooted. We know that Jesus is the vine that we stay connected to through the Holy Spirit living inside us. And when we stay connected to our source of strength, we are in right standing. We are doing what we need to do, what is right to stay standing through this horrific hurricane of life. And I know I just said that right standing with God, righteousness isn't what we do. And yet this piece of it, we do have to do. <laughs> we have to connect. We have to be and stay connected to the life source and to the source of strength. Now, this is just something interesting to think about. Jesus died on a tree, right? He paid for our righteousness on a tree, giving us his rightness in relationship with God the Father. 1 Peter 2.24 even tells us that Jesus carried our sins in his body as he hung on a tree so that we could live in rightness with God. Romans 10.10 tells us, for it is with the heart a person believes, and so we are made right with God. Romans 3.22 says that God makes people right with himself through their faith, their trust, their belief in Jesus Christ. Philippians 3.9 reminds us that we belong to him and we are right with God, not because of anything we have done, but simply because of our belief in his Son. God uses my faith in Christ to make me right with him. And the things that he promises to give us in this verse, Isaiah 61, 3, beauty and joy and the lifting of our heaviness, those things are not based on anything that we have done or have not done. It is based on what Jesus did for us. And I know we hear those words all the time, but we've got to let that sink into our very soul, into our understanding, not just in our minds, but in our hearts, that we believe it. And it makes a difference in this place where we have found ourselves. We don't earn this righteousness. We don't earn this rightness with God. We receive it and we receive these things, the beauty and the joy and the lifting of the heaviness, we receive them as the gifts they are to us. Being oaks of righteousness means being in a place of strength and stability. And that is so not us after the death of our child. It's, it's, it's just not us, is it? 
but that is where his righteousness comes in. We can stand in his strength and in his stability. I'm just going to say this. I, I don't care how you're feeling. I don't care how angry you are at God. That does not negate the fact that because of Jesus, you are in right standing with God. You are righteous through God's eyes. The thing is, God has done everything he possibly can to make sure that we are right with him on his end. But the question is, are you right with him on yours? Because we cannot stand in his strength and his stability if we are not right with him on our end. Let's go on. We are the planting of the Lord. He is the farmer. He's the gardener. He is the potter. And we're, we're okay with that when things are good. But for some reason, we think when these horrible things happen to us that we no longer want to be in his care. If you have ever told God, though, that he is Lord of your life, if you have ever sung for him to have his way in your life, then you have given him permission to plant you wherever he wants to plant you in his garden. If you dedicated your child to the Lord, you were turning him or her over to God to be planted wherever God wants to plant our child. And that includes in the garden of eternity. And that is the key, the garden of eternity. Our child is not gone forever. They have just been uprooted and transplanted into God's perfect heavenly garden before we were. And someday we will be uprooted and planted there also. Isaiah 62 verse 3 says that you will be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. Now, I used to be an international children's minister. And because I was a 501c3 with what I did, the ministry was called Crown of Glory Ministries. And Isaiah 62, 3 was the foundation verse for that. And it seems strange to me for a long time that this verse says that we'll be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord because a crown belongs on someone's head, right? Well, I asked him, why are we in your hands? And I heard him speak to my heart That is so that he can place that crown wherever he wants it to be. Now, crown is a symbol of authority and victory. And so he could place that authority wherever he wanted to place it through us. And that's how I see kind of the same thing that we are planted by him. We are in his hands to be planted by God wherever he wants to plant us. And and that's for our children too. And I can guarantee that even though it may not feel like it, you are planted in good soil to be nourished, even if you feel dead and dormant. The very last line in this verse says that it is so that he will be glorified. Now that almost sounds a bit selfish and narcissistic, doesn't it? Well, we need to understand what God's glory is though. In Exodus chapter 33, verse 18, Moses made a very bold request to God, and he said, show me your glory. Now, do you know what God's response was? He replied to Moses, I will make all my goodness pass in front of you. Yes, God's glory is his majesty and his splendor, but more than anything, his glory is his goodness, and he is so good 
that it shines from him in a way that is blinding and powerful enough to kill our earthly bodies. God told Moses to stand in the crack of a rock and God covered his face as he went by Moses so that Moses only saw the backside of his glory and goodness because if Moses would have seen the fullness of it, he would have died right then and there. God's goodness is not solely based on if we get what we want here and if we don't go through any heartache or pain or suffering. God's goodness is based on who he is for all eternity. And we can't see that now. We have a hard time understanding or comprehending that. But I, I kind of picture our kids almost screaming down to us how good God really is because they're up from the view of eternity. They're in that place of glory and perfection. They're in that place of, of just, you know, more than what can be put into words. And they're telling us we're going to see it someday for ourselves, but they want us to believe it now that God really is good. I mean, after all, he didn't make this a permanent separation, right? He made a way for us to be with our children again forever in that place of perfection. So let's put all this together. God is giving us the crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for our mourning, and a garment of praise for our spirit of heaviness and praise for his glory, meaning because he is so good. He is not about going to leave you or leave me in our place of darkness. He is giving us his strength and his stability. Yes, it takes a while, so much longer than we want it to. I remember asking God or telling him, I just want this pain to end. But he is not only with us, he is doing above and beyond what we could imagine or think. In our place of darkness, we can't think or imagine much of anything beyond the darkness we're in, but he can. And he is at work within us and in the circumstances within that place of grief and darkness that we have found ourselves in. We can choose to remain sitting in the ashes and be held in bondage to the despair and the darkness, or we can take what little strength we have and cry out to God asking him to help us grab hold of the hope he wants to give us that he can and will bring us out of this place and give us those things that he has promised us. The enemy wants you to stay in your place of darkness. He never wants you to experience joy in your life again, and he's telling you that you can't. He doesn't want you to trade your heaviness for praise or good things. He does not ever want you to trust God again, and he wants you to blame God for the evil that he himself does on this earth. Jesus rose from the grave, and so can each one of us. We can become oaks of righteousness planted by the Lord to be a living display of his great power and goodness. The question is, Will you let him do that for you? I know we have a lot of new listeners to this podcast, and so I just want to let you know, if you were not aware of this, that I send out what I call a weekly word of hope. And thousands of parents receive this every week. It comes out on Wednesdays. It's just a little word of encouragement. I also let you know what the podcast topic is about for the week. 
and I just make you aware of one of the resources that we have available because there are so many things it's hard to find everything on the website and navigate and so each week I just let you know of something that you might be interested in uh, checking into. All you have to do to get that is go to gpshope.org slash hope. We just ask for your name and your email address. I don't spam you. We don't give it out. You can unsubscribe anytime that you feel like. But I would love to have you join us and be able to connect with you every week. And if you do get the weekly Word of Hope email, you will also stay updated on our travels in the Hope Mobile. In case you didn't know, we live full-time in a motorhome. Right now, I'm recording this in Arizona. You get to hear what I hear. <laughs> Sometimes there are some interesting noises that happen. But as we travel in the Hope Mobile, we let you know where we are and things like where you can meet up with us for dinner or maybe a support group meeting that might be going on in your area or even a weekend retreat that you might want to know about and sign up for and attend. Now, speaking of retreats, I have put out in the email for a couple of weeks now, and I'll just ask here also, would you like us to bring the Hope Mobile and bring a retreat to your area? I would love to know that. If we have enough requests for an area, then we will try hard to make that happen. Just send an email to office at gpshope.org and let us know where you are. Now, I'm going to real quick put this in here. We are going to be looking at the weekend of July 28th having a retreat somewhere in the Northeast. So you might want to put that on your calendar the weekend of July 28th. If you're up in that area, we've been hearing from a lot of you for quite a while now. So just save that date on your calendar. And as soon as we get the details solidified, we have to find a venue and things like that, then we'll let you know. Real quick, running through our itinerary, since I'm just talking about that right now, on Thursday, November 10th, we're going to be at the Cracker Barrel in Amarillo, Texas, for anyone who wants to join us for dinner at 5.30. We'll be in Graham, Texas for a while, and we're going to be taking a trip back to Wisconsin in our car to spend some time with our family over Thanksgiving, and then we're going to start heading to Florida. We'll be staying in Willis, Texas a few nights. We're going to be overnight at a Cracker Barrel on December 15th in Lafayette, Louisiana. If you're anywhere in the area, we'd love to have you join us for dinner inside there. And we'll also be in a Cracker Barrel December 16th in Moss Point, Mississippi. So we'd love to do dinner with anyone in that area also. And then we're going to head on over into Florida. If you would like to take a look at our itinerary for a possible meetup, just go to gpshope.org and click on the events tab and send us an email to office at gpshope.org or use the email form provided on the website to let us know if you want to meet up with us somewhere where you see we're going to be. Let's go ahead and go on to the birthday segment for this week. Bodine Gordon was born on November 10th and left us at age 23. David Shelton was born on November 11th and also left us at age 23. Nathan Theriault was born on November 11th and left us at the young age of two. Austin Augustine was born on November 14th and left us at age 16. We celebrate with these families the day these four sons came into the world. We know it will always be a special and important day and worth celebrating. It's bittersweet, isn't it? 
If you would like to have your son or daughter's birthday announced the week of his or her birthday, I would love to be able to do that. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays, submit the information, including how to pronounce your child's name if sometimes it gets mispronounced, first or last name, and then I will announce their birthday on that week's podcast episode. And Dave will also send you an email to remind you to listen. And I will also put links to everything I've talked about in the show notes. I want to close out today with two different scriptures. Psalm 27 verses 13 and 14 says, Yet I believe with all my heart that I will see again your goodness, Yahweh, in the land of life eternal. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting, for he will not disappoint you. 1 Peter 5.10 says, You will have to suffer for a while. After that, God, who is full of grace, the one who called you to his eternal glory in union with the Messiah, will himself restore, establish, strengthen you, and make you firm. I believe that is just an emphasis. It is just confirming what we have been looking at in Isaiah 61, verse 3. And as you are waiting for him to do this for you, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.